Hi, and welcome to the last episode in our mini-series of Fresh Ears. I'm Neil Cowling, the founder of Fresh Air, and in this series we discuss the lessons we and our clients have learned in the process of making brilliant, award-winning, branded podcasts over the last few years. In the previous episodes, we've explored why you'd make a branded podcast, how you choose the format, and what to look for in a presenter. And now we're reflecting on perhaps the most important part, how you measure success. I'll be honest, we spent part of our early time making a few vanity projects. Clients wanted podcasts, we wanted to make them, and we did it very nicely. But at the end of series one, we weren't sure what we'd achieved, mainly because we hadn't set out from the start exactly what success would actually look like. Thankfully, we're much better at this now. We promote, we measure, we judge, and the following clips hopefully demonstrate that. You might think it's all about the number of listens. Well, you'd be wrong. Let's start with one of our longest standing clients, Propeller Group. Creating an effective B2B podcast can be as much about the doors it opens and the conversations it generates as the download figures. Here's Propeller's chairman and presenter of The Dog and Bone, Martin Lote. Given the point that it's a a kind of as much a door opener and a network created for us as an actual piece of broadcast content, um, the fact that the, the, the listener numbers are probably a bit lower than some of the things you've been involved in in, in in your career, but still, you know, passable, is a less concern to us than the uh, productions we've had and the doors we've opened through it. So, yeah, we judge it on the on the ability for it to be a calling card for Propeller and also what we can do for our, our clients. I'd also make the point that it's it's kind of got there's, there's 30 people in the Propeller team and it's kind of stimulated more interest throughout the team. I mean, we have another podcast now called uh, Views on the News that Bramwell uh, oversees with members of his content team at Propeller Group, um, which is more kind of newsy and more kind of current affairs reaction, which brings in clients and contacts. So we had another one um, called a Brew with a View when we interviewed people. That was on video when they made a cup of tea. So um, it's kind of got the ball rolling within Propeller Group of what's possible with, with, with audio. So to that extent, it's also served a kind of internal um, encouragement purpose as well. Insurance Tomorrow for Allianz Insurance is aimed at insurance brokers, a small and niche but hugely valuable audience for Allianz. So what metrics do they look at to judge whether it's working? Steph Milchrist is their marketing consultant and began by explaining how they promote it. So we do ACAST advertising that runs whilst our podcasts release. So we release over eight weeks every two weeks. So the ACAST advertising is done throughout that time. And then we also do paid social across our own uh, corporate social channels. Um, And then like we've mentioned, we do the organics uh, as well. And then if anyone's come on, so for example, Bieber are great at sharing our podcasts if they're a guest. So we try and tap into that as well. Our key metrics are really awareness and consideration. So we have surveys twice a year, which tells us our consideration and awareness levels within our broker audience. And generally, we've maintained or increased those over the last three years. And of course, we're kind of looking at listens as well. So how many listens have we got per series? It also helps us choose topics. So helps us understand which topics are interesting to brokers and which ones we should cover again but generally we would look at our awareness levels and that would help to determine whether the activity we've got going on in that year is impacting that. On the subject of surveys 
it's entirely possible to carry out focused, qualitative research on your podcast to establish not just whether your audience enjoy what you've made, but whether it's made them think, feel, or do anything differently. The case files from Slater and Gordon is aimed at growing brand awareness, but also making the legal profession in itself feel more accessible to ordinary people. At the end of series one, we did specific research to see whether it had worked. Alison Jackson-Carter is their head of media and comms. We did a second stage of listener research at the end of series one, where we got a lot more data around what their perception were of lawyers pre-listening to the podcast and after. And it was really, really amazing to have that data that could kind of give us a proof point internally for me to share with my stakeholders to prove that it was really worth us investing in this as a business. So the the listener research showed that 64% viewed Slater and Gordon more positively after listening to the podcast. Um, 70% would contact Slater and Gordon if they had a legal question or query or an issue. And one of the, we've talked already about how we wanted to kind of change the perception of lawyers and humanise them. And a lot of information came out of that that listener research demonstrating that the perception of lawyers was changed. They saw them as more helpful, someone they would feel comfortable talking to and confiding in. And crucially, they didn't see lawyers as intimidating as what they had previously. So that was really, really great data to be able to refer back to when going for budget for season two. And we also had, you know, a a huge number of downloads. We had 70,000 downloads from season one. So we're incredibly proud of that. Another organisation using a full survey to assess the impact of their podcast was AQA. Inside Exams was aimed at winning over the hearts and minds of teachers, as well as lifting the lid on the process of exams. The survey was carried out by Marketeers for DC, and their Deputy Managing Director is Dan Stainsby. So the evaluation research tool which we've created actually serves the podcast asset to a representative sample of your target audience, in this case head teachers, has them listen to the podcast and then answer specific questions relating to anything from brand sentiment to how the podcast has deepened their understanding of what the brand stands for. We measured a range of things from, for example, what people thought of the brand before listening to the podcast and then obviously what they thought thereafter. In addition to broad brand sentiment evaluation, we also look at what did people think of the contributors? What did they think of the tone of voice for the podcast more broadly? That slightly softer stuff, which is hugely important, which the Omni dashboard doesn't necessarily give you when you're looking at those numbers. But the research results showed that the majority of, of people listening actually learned something new from the podcast, which is in itself is a, is a really positive outcome. The significant majority said that it increased their trust of AQA as a brand, which again is, is hugely, hugely valuable and, and was obviously one of the key reasons for producing the podcast in the first place. And the significant majority, pretty much everybody who listened, said that they'd actually recommend it to a colleague as well. So from a, from a quality metric perspective, what a great endorsement for the content. Of course, the listens will give you that anyway, to a degree, but then also to have that evaluation research back that up and say that actually more than nine, well, nine in ten of the listeners would actually recommend this podcast to a colleague. From teachers to plants, which share very little in common apart from my old German teacher, Mr Hazel, who had the personality of a dry cactus. Kew Gardens were also about perception shifting, but as with most of our clients, they'd never made a podcast before, so sometimes it's just about trying things and seeing the impact as you go. 
Merrill Westlake from Q sums up the excitement of watching the numbers grow and seeing how the internal stakeholders responded. We're still thinking about that now, but what we what we wanted was good critical review and good public reception, which we've got. It was a new product, so we were starting from zero. There is nothing to compare it to. And to see those numbers go up is really, uh, I mean, it, it's pleasing. It's lovely to watch. We know what we have, you know, appetite and excitement for season two. If we can get the budget to fund it, we would love to do a season two. And just seeing it organically grow incrementally. We don't want it to be just this thing that someone listened to one year and forgets about. We want this to be almost like a cult following where people start to hear about it and that those numbers just keep going up. You know, it would be a success if they made a Netflix series, I'm sure, but we'll take we'll take humble successes where they can. So we are we are overall really pleased with an organization. Internally the people who are behind uh Q shifting its perception right to that scientific world leading organization at the forefront of these global issues and, and those are the people that really make the decisions as to what projects can and cannot be commissioned they are over the moon with this this is exactly the narrative that we want to play and it is at a quality that we want we often have had feedback saying oh this is this is bbc radio show quality we love it and finally 50 years of life in britain was a series for ucl to celebrate a long-running study into children born in 1970 unlike q they have made plenty of podcasts before, but like you, the impact has gone beyond the pure numbers. Justine Goy is the Communications and Events Manager. We featured the series across all three levels and had marginally different audiences each time. So it'll be some academics, some students, of course, but also with UCL, I think they managed to attract just general audience because they have a really strong series of lectures uh, that are open to the public. So the UCL Minds podcast channel has about uh, half a million followers. So I think that really uh, shows that it's not just academics and students. It's been such a success this series, even compared to other UCL series, that now Ryan and I are basically on a speaking circuit around UCL. <laughs> We're asked to um, give all these presentations to other UCL people on how we did the podcast. We had quite a few listens, a lot more than we expected, and absolutely uh, no drop-off between the first episode and the sixth episode, which we also didn't expect. So I think that the format really struck the, the right balance because it was engaging enough uh, so that the, just the general public of study members found it interesting enough to keep listening to and the academics found it meaty enough as well to keep listening to it. So what have we learned? You need to go into a podcast knowing exactly what you want to achieve and thinking very clearly about what you want the audience to do, think or feel differently as a result of listening. This dictates the whole approach, from format to choice of host, to scripting, promoting and measurement. For those who love numbers or need to quantify the ROI, we can be really scientific and research the impact with bespoke surveys. Outside of that, internal enthusiasm and excitement is often an unexpected benefit. And as with any content, you need to give it time to breathe with the audience and become a long-term content stream, establishing it as part of the marketing and comms armory. Whatever you want to achieve, audio is a brilliant and flexible medium. 
And as long as you set the goals clearly, the perfect format will emerge through thinking and hard work. And that's where we come in. If you'd like to find out how to create a knockout podcast for your business or brand, please do visit freshairproduction.co.uk. We'll be back very soon with a whole new series of Fresh Ears and a whole new set of podcasts and clients to explore. In the meantime, I'm Neil Cowling. Thanks for listening. Fresh